Okay, post, put this away. We're done. You see it or you don't. We'll catch it later. Um, all right, guys. Well, um, welcome to this one time. Um, we're live over here. Um, hopefully the sound, the quality is okay. And you can hear a little bit of it. Um, the, um, the recording yeah. is going to be a lot better. Yeah. And I'll also match it up to my camera that I have there for the YouTube video. Yay. So I'll edit that together. Um, I am joined today by Lucinda Irene. She goes by La Morena. Yes. And you are a Phoenix. I don't I don't want to say you're just from Phoenix, a Southwest, <laughs> <laughs> a Southwest um, North American. Like, I don't want to just put you in a shoebox, you know, um, yeah. you're a muralist, painter, artist, and um, you've filled a couple of uh, shoes at this point and actually doing some really good work for um, the indigenous women population. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, activism. thank you. For, yeah. Activism using art for artivism, I guess you could say. Um, but thank you for having me. Um, it's been great. It's been an awesome journey yeah. of, I've known Juan for several years. He saw me kind of at the beginning. And I did. So this is very impressive to see your <laughs> meteoric rise. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what should we talk about first? Well, truth or dare. <laughs> I'm just messing. I'm just oh messing. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, what, no matter what you would have said, it would have been to get you to say something positive about Trump. Because <laughs> I know oh, you just squirm shit. in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have absolutely. No, actually, I don't. I, if I had to say something positive about Trump is that he woke the people up. Yeah. There was a shift that happened. There was a rise that happened. There was a immediate call like, to arms. We got to do something right now. Shit's about to pop off. Oh my God. I'm a lot of cuss. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> I, we try to keep it real. <laughs> that's, yeah. That was, that's probably like, I mean, that's the, the only positive or the, the positive that I see that when um, Trump came into office, but um, the people we stood up and we're still fighting and here we are. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, again, impressive to see um, how your career has, has taken off, allowed you to quit your corporate nine to five yes. and really um, dive headfirst into, you know, art. And, cre and being a creative soul that inspires others to, um, you know, take a stand because the work that you're doing um, mm -hmm. is to try and take a stand and bring awareness to certain situations. Um, so I guess let's take it back to to the beginning. Okay. When was your first like experience with art as a child? Like kindergarten noodles what are we talking here <laughs> um so I, I i think as a kid i didn't really draw too much or have that i didn't feel the artistic ability i was you know playing sports playing soccer um but i think at 14 years old is when i started doing some illustrations like i was drawing x-men i was into sailor moon mm -hmm. um that's about it it wasn't until like college when i took some graphic design classes mm -hmm. that i had to take all these drawing classes and i didn't take no painting classes but just more like design 3d design life drawing and then from my life drawing classes i was like oh my god i was like i can draw what <laughs> so it kind of like uh, i guess it was in me but i just didn't know um but even after that was like 2001 2002 um i didn't do anything with it didn't think i could do anything with it yeah. until like um 2009 2010 um when i left my kid's father 
in uh, 2009, I kind of was like at a point in my life where I was, I thought I had like ADD um, Mm -hmm. and couldn't really focus at my job, was kind of struggling, didn't know what was going on with me. So um, went into, like I'm going to get a little personal. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Like um, I said, I mean, this can be five minutes, this can be five <laughs> hours, it's whatever you're comfortable with. I know I've told some, you know, the story before, but it's like, this is a different platform, so um, for those who are just discovering me, I'm going to go ahead and share my story, because it is an inspiring one, and I want to tell the story for people not to feel sorry for me, but to feel inspired and know that anything is possible for anybody, no matter what struggle you come from. Mm-hmm. So I came from... a. 12-year domestic violence relationship with my kid's father, um, you know, the day I left him was a day I almost didn't make it, me and my kids, but uh, we survived, and I'm here now. And back in 2009 and 10, I was at a point in my life where I didn't, I was kind of lost dealing with something I didn't know what was going on with me until I saw, I did go in for, um, to see a therapist, and mm-hmm. she had diagnosed me with depression, and I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I'm not in my room crying, so it made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, dear, you don't have to be in your room crying. This is like, you're with somebody for 12 years since you were 16 years old. This is a form of a loss to you, and this is the way your body's, um, you know, coping with it. And she said, well, the, what are your things are that you're into? And I said, God, not much. Basically, being a mother working two jobs and mm-hmm. at the time taking care of a motherfucker, you know? Yeah, you know, exactly. Let's just say it like that. And uh, so he, she she advised me, well, how, do, how about you um, get back into your art or learn about meditation? I'm all, meditation? What's that? Mm-hmm. I've never heard it before. And I said, my art? Like, what can I do with that? Um, and then the other option was we can put you on some prescription medicine. I was ew. like, oh, hell no. Yeah, ew. So that day I left the office and never went back. I decided to pursue art. And then um, at the time I was, you know, going out, yeah, meeting okay. different people. <laughs> I mean, that's how, oh, let me put the mic cl- <laughs> a little bit closer. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that's literally how we met. That's how we met. Yeah. So we're going out in Scottsdale. Um, I met this very important person, key point, key player in my life. His name Mm -hmm. is DJ Area 4, Joe Maldonado. I met him from being out and about, and there's a a mutual peer of ours. His name's Bobby Brandew. His music was fire back then, and I was not a groupie. I was just inspiring his music. Yeah, (laughs) definitely not. No, I can can honestly say that, literally. Um, I loved his music. which actually I'm going to... ask him to use one of his songs for ours that nice. uh, he wrote um, as a um, a strike back at the SB 1070 law. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, it's called One People. No so, way. Yeah, from, the, from his one original album that he released. So I'll use that as like the intro to this. Oh, we have to talk back. We're going to have to like re- uh, link back up to this topic because oh, yeah. um, of my project called Colors of La Comida, which is for SB 1070 for the 10th year anniversary that we're doing. But that would be cool to utilize, utilize him for that as well. Yeah. But let's go back to the story. Well, I met, um, linked up with a guy named uh, Area 4, Joel Maldonado. And he was like, well, he saw my work, was like, dude, you can do something with this. But I'm like, what? I didn't know anything at the time. But um, I did say, I want to throw an art show, an underground art show, graph show, something. But I didn't know anybody in the Phoenix community. I didn't know any artists. I didn't know where to start, how to begin. And this one uh, Christmas Eve in 2011, Joe calls me on the phone. I'm sitting in the chair and he goes, you know what? 
get up. We're going to do this. You want to throw a show? We're going to do it. I'm all, okay, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> he got you right and up. And so he got, he got me out of that chair and we planned and we threw our first, um, I threw my first art show with Joe in 2012 called Paint and Patron. And that was in Tempe. We had 300 people show up. We had 15, At your first show. My first show. And yeah. we had 15 artists painting live. Uh, Patron was blown away. They sponsored the event. Mikhail sponsored the event. They're like, whoa, like this is something cool. And we kind of did that for a couple years. I think our last one we did was like 2014. Yep. Yeah. And um, uh, the shows were great, but I think at that time we we're kind of burnt out from throwing the um, the pop-ups and we wanted to do something else um, so we did like so like um, smaller shows for local artists in Arizona and Phoenix mm -hmm. and this was like my foot in the door to the community and to the Phoenix art scene you know me coming in people are like oh who's this girl like who's this girl from Scottsdale not knowing that I'm not from Scottsdale and mm -hmm. that the reason why I'm just showing up is because I was in a 12-year relationship dealing having a different type of you know my life was different at the time yeah and you were using this to heal yeah you know so it was another way for me to like you said like heal um so i think after that point 2015 was another highlight in my career um because after the shows were done i wanted to do me i wanted to do my art but again i i didn't feel i was good enough at the time i was still kind of experimenting like what direction do i want to take do i want to continue to do shows or do you want to, do i wanted to focus on me as an artist and do my art and while at work um i was working for bank of america at the time and i got a phone call from pete salas um owner of bar smith and monarch he had reached out and wanted me to host these artists that were in town from the just seeds art collective and they were doing a broad project with the uh, Kulibri Human Rights Organization and just um, Netroots. They were doing a project with Mark Silver. And Mark Silver is a director who did a movie or documentary called Who is Diane Christel? Mm -hmm. And so the leftover funding from that movie, that project, was funding this mural project in Phoenix. And nice. so these these artists were new in town, didn't know what their way around. So he thought it'd be cool if I would help and host them. And I said, sure. I woke up that <laughs> next morning. Like I was more than willing to help and assist. So I got all my equipment, showed up that morning at the wall and asked them. I met Jess Snow at that time. I met um, Chip Thomas, uh, Mataruda, and, you know, Robin Renicki from Colibri Human Rights Organization. And it was uh, such a... Um, God, such an amazing project that I was introduced to because that was the first time that I saw I would dealt with art, artivism, and politics. Because before that, I was not spiritually awakened, culturally awakened, politically awakened until that project. Um, um, so when we did this project, there the first wall was on Washington in like near. Bar Smith and Monarch. So if you ever see those blue hummingbirds that are unfinished, that yeah. was us. Um, uh, we got shut down because they kind of used it as, well, you guys don't have insurance. We're going to have to shut you down. But it was because it, because it was regarding immigration, the wall owners or the building owners um, didn't want to continue the project. So they shut us down, um, which was I was blown away with because I've never dealt with that. And I was like, yeah. wow, this this is some real shit. Mm -hmm. And they're about to fly the artist home. And I said, no, no, I know some people in the community that can give us a wall. 
So sure enough, I got a wall from Beatrice Moore, and she gave us a wall in the Grand Ave uh, Art District. And uh, so we got a wall there, and so we continued to paint the mural. Um, and it was a really cool, like, organic mural project that happened because a lot of the community members trickled in. Um, <clears throat> I met, there was a lot of journalists that came in and reporters that came in. It was the day that I met Lynn Trumbull from New Times, the day I met Nick Ozo from Arizona Republic and USA Today, the day I met Laura from La Voz, wow. the day I met like um, these amazing artists, Jeff Slim, Eduardo Pin from at the time was from Puente. And, uh, and it's just like, oh man, all this magic was happening at the wall. And these people have significant impacts into my life at this point very moment to this day yeah so it was a huge turning point for me at that time my perspective on immigration on brown people on the struggle completely changed because i was thinking a different way and i'm gonna be honest with you mm -hmm. being a dark brown chicana mexican-american a lot of the racism that i've received growing up was from mexicans because i'm dark because I didn't speak the language, mm -hmm. because I'm Americanized. And there was a struggle growing up. So in my junior high years, the Chicano kids used to fight the Mexican kids because of the culture clash. Yeah. And so that's how I, was, I grew up. But when this mural happened, I was like, whoa, let's break those barriers down. And so it shifted my mind and I wanted to help. And I, I got rid of that mindset mentality that I had and, you know, broke down these barriers and now i've decided this is what i wanted to do and so if that mural can change my life and my perspective imagine the many others that we can help you know heal and motivate inspire um with art and uh after that project um i started uh, me and mataruda linked up <laughs> we started dating for two <laughs> years uh traveled um you know, here and there across the U.S., I became more of his assistant and I learned how to paint, I guess, get better. I got better. Um, you would have learned a lot. I mean, how, how yeah. to paint techniques and the business side of it. Because, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a business. You have to find a way to pay for yourself to go around mm -hmm. and make these connections. So I learned, yeah, I, I learned a lot. Um, I think, like, doing, you know, having somebody like that. I also met people like Gaia and like um, from the East Coast, like these being surrounded with these muralists from all over the world was a really huge impact on my life because I wasn't learning so much from, you know, my own community, but looking on the outside, looking in, which was like, whoa, like they're like, man, you live in like the Lucha. And I didn't even like at the time like take that in because I'm born and raised in Arizona. Yeah, you grew up with it. It's what you know. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to me. Um, but I think like now, um, I think 2017, um, after me and my ex split, I was in a plane flying to New York, to Rochester, New York, to paint my very first mural on my own, Ooh. which is a, was like, I couldn't believe it because like, going through this another point in my life where i'm going through a breakup mm -hmm. kind of dealing with these emotions but then also being flown out to new york for my very first mural it's crazy to me yeah, and so surreal was, it was so real and like a mixed emotions that i was going through but i was more happy and excited um so that was uh the mural that i painted in rochester was for wall therapy another 
turning point in my life. Uh, I want to thank them so much because for at the time I had like 500 followers. I had like no murals by myself, but they believed in me. And oh, so I want to say thank you, Eric. <laughs> hey, shout out Eric. <laughs> yes. And then from that project, it was really cool because when I did that, Eric, the uh, founder of Wall Therapy, had no idea that the other artists he hired were actually my peers, my friends, <laughs> you know? So he's like, it was like Ian Canali, Sean Lugo, Jess Snow, and I had a really good time doing that. And again, once I painted that mural, um, it went viral. Like, for some reason, it's like every time I paint something and I put a lot of that energy into it, it just goes like, it just like explodes and it just serves it per serves its purpose yeah. and it's amazing um i remember when i posted that mural i was already home but my phone was just going off for like two days i was like <laughs> what is happening you know reclaim your power shared it um mujeres de maiz shared it um brooklyn street art posted an article with it and i was like oh my god i just remember crying i was like oh my god i can't believe this is happening you yeah. know and people were like um from la were like viva la morena viva la chicana i said what i was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i was always fighting those you know so it's really cool um but that's that's how i started and then you know we, we are here now yeah and, so. and i like to see um I pointed at your uh, your board with like everything that you have lined up, and I was like, I love to see it's completely full. Because yeah. even to get you behind here was a little bit of a struggle. Yeah, I think I've been trying since like July. Yeah, I <laughs> but oh, don't apologize. A, like you're busy. Yeah. Like you were stuck in New Mexico. You were doing something in Yuma. Like uh -huh. you're all over the place. Like I I completely understand. So don't apologize. You're busy, and for for good reason. You're doing right. great work. I mean, you're attending city hall meetings. You're speaking on behalf. Mm -hmm half of these groups um which we'll definitely get into um right. we can go right into that if you'd like well yeah let's uh well i'm just gonna talk about like leaving the corporate american job because yes, i know huge. a lot of people are like how did you do it how mm -hmm. did you just did you save up some money because i know there's a <clears throat> lot of people who do work for corporate american companies or do have are in a position where they're stuck in routine with their job and it's yep. not really their passion. They don't yep. know how to move forward or, or how to leave. It's the security that they're used it's to. It's the security that they're used to. And I think, oh man, when I worked for, I think I did learn, you know, I don't have an academic background so much, but I do have a corporate American company background, meaning that I learned my business um, minded from my, my business mind from working for Bank of America and my organization, my organizing from Bank of America. Mm -hmm. And so that helped me in that area. And um, But working for the company, I was stuck in routine Monday through Friday. No, I was stuck in a cubicle, two computers, no windows in traffic for an hour <laughs> oh, and a half every single day for 12 years. It yeah. was like taking my soul. And I think one of the times... Well, before I quit, like a couple of weeks before I quit my manager, and I really thank my managers for not firing me. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been fired. I'm not even kidding you. I had the, after like 2012, I stopped caring and my numbers were horrible. But it's because my heart wasn't there. Yeah. My heart was elsewhere. And so my manager at the time was like, man, Lulu, you really not cutting it. We got to figure it out. 
you got to make a decision. And I sat there and I just, I just looked at him. I'm like, I'm so sorry for letting you down because he kind of, the previous manager was going to let me go, but had me go with him so he could just give me an easier position. So my mind's not so, cause I knew I was doing art, you know, and doing this at the same time. Yeah. Plus dealing with my three kids, you know, sort of like trying to <laughs> help me out. Yeah. Two boys <laughs> oh my and God. one girl. Yeah. Jesus, man. So at the time he, um, gave me that ultimatum. And then I think a couple weeks after that, I had a burnout where I actually fainted at a workshop. Oh, <laughs> a workshop at, at Bank of America? Or no, like it was a, paint a workshop, workshop for a grant, like a, a project that I did in Yuma. Yeah. And I, in the middle of the work- workshop, I got like, my whole body went pale and I just like, whoo, like passed out. And You're redlining. Like, yeah. So I was doing too much and that was like, that's it. I got to, I'm just going to quit. Wake up call. Wow. And so it was a wake up call for me. And uh, when I quit, it was funny. <laughs> uh, I didn't wake up in the morning and say, okay, today's going to be the day. Yeah. No, I woke up, went to work, and my boss is like, come on, Lulu, we're going to go over your numbers, knowing that I was completely red and I was scared. I was like, shit. Yeah, yeah. And my coworker, um, Cliff, was like, <laughs> dude, if you don't tell him that you're going to quit, I'm going to tell him for you. And I was like, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, all right, I'm going in. And when I... um had that last meeting with my manager. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to put my two weeks in. He goes, man, Lulu. He goes, I already knew. He's like, yeah. everybody else told me before you. He goes, next time, just tell me first. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry, but there's not going to be next time. But <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, know what he, I knew what he meant. And so it was really funny. And then uh, it was like the best feeling in the world. I wasn't scared at all. I didn't have any money saved. I was like, I we're gonna do this. I don't know how, but we're gonna do it. Oh wow! <laughs> just just a leap. That's what you just have to do it because because yep. now it's like before before like you were just like, well, I don't know what I can do. I don't know here and and now you were just like, I, you might still not know, but now you have to make something happen. Yeah, you have to make something happen. So what was the first call you made? I think I don't remember. I just remember like. I've, I was already booked. I was already busy. Ah, I already have okay. projects yeah. lined up. And so I didn't even have time to get scared. I didn't have time to not move. It was like, I think I had, I don't remember what the first project I had afterwards, but it was just go, 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 go. And now mm-hmm. it's like, I'm so busy and it's been that way. I think I'm more busier than working for the corporate um, job mm-hmm. so it's like but whoa. it's a passion though it's a passion it's a passion so it's, it's just different it's, it, it might be still as demanding as mm-hmm. far as like hours and like energy yeah but when you're working for something that you really feel strongly about it's just going to be a little bit easier yeah. in a sense you, you can manage it better yeah I, I, oh man it's the best I, right now i work out of my house so i have a studio i turned my dining room um makeshift studio yeah. a studio an art studio and then my garage into the second part of my studio where I can make more of a mess in but it's when I wake up in the morning I get to wake up when I want I try not to get up so late I'm not a morning person you know (laughs) yeah so I try for 8 30 9 30 but to wake up and walk into my space is the best feeling in the world man I can't explain it I'm like I cannot believe I'm here and I'm doing this and I'm paying my bills my car payment my my rent and my water and my electricity with my art money you know, with, and, and with this, and yeah. yeah, it's just like, so like, I, I'm still in awe every day. Um, I'm very grateful, very grateful. And I'm really thank all my supporters that who, you know, have followed my journey from the beginning, who just joined me now and who support me, and who believe in me. 
Um, and there's times that sometimes I still don't feel like I'm doing enough. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, yes, I'm an activist. Um, I'm not a f- full-time activist, not because I don't want to. It's because I'm a single mother of three and I have all these mural projects and these art projects and these other things that are happening in my life that I can't be there and show up all the time mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. show my face at these rallies and these pro- protests and these public hearings um, like so many of you. So I really applaud a lot of you organizers and activists who are actually making it out and do this 24-7. Um, but my platform is my work and my art. I need to be in the studio creating and producing these types of images mm-hmm. for you guys. Um, yeah, because so it reaches it reaches a whole yeah, new audience. It's an, when it's, it when it blows up when it gets goes viral, like right. it gets new eyes on there. It does, and that's my fastest way to help is through my work. And so I do have, but I'm not, you know, I do have that little bit of of guilt where it's like, man, yeah. like today there's a protest in Tuesday, uh, in Tucson. I'm like, I really want to drive out there, but I'm like, I can't make it. You know, it's like I have these obligations to get these, you know, these other projects that I have that are due this this upcoming week and i'm like Mm -hmm. man i really wish i can be there but i i am supporting you guys i do i do hear you know i hear your voice and i'm gonna you know load up on some art and some upcoming murals i have a really awesome projects that are coming up which is um next topic is probably to touch base on colors of la comunidad which is a project i'm founder of i started it almost two years ago in south phoenix and um i've decided to um, you know, run with it and make it into a consistent project for me, which is a mural project. Mm-hmm. Um, it's starting off as a mural project, um, but I think it can evolve into something else, something greater than just being murals. So we'll see. But like a whole movement, a home. I think like <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm thinking, well, this year, um, 2018, I did a mural in South Phoenix, and it was for our dreamers. I did that in collaboration with uh, Petra Falcon. Um, she's a civil rights leader. She, you know, back in the day, she walked with Cesar Chavez. So Petra's mm-hmm. dope, and she's been in the game for a very long time. And she is a founder of Promise Arizona. So I did that project with her and Sagrado Gallery, um, Sam Gomez. And when I did that mirror on South Phoenix, again, I just wanted to do something to help our dreamers because they were going, at the time, DACA was being revoked. Yeah. And 80,000 um, dreamers were going to be inf- uh, affected by this. And I've, you know, I seen my, what really got me out of the seat and to get up and do something was seeing my peers, seeing my friends like break down because they're like, scared to drive down the street to the store because of being possibly being pulled over and taken in and i'm like a complete police state like that's that's living in fear living in fear just like oh hit me in the the gut so hard that i was like this can't be this cannot be reality it's like living sp 1070 all over again and i was like son of a you know so I, i decided to do this mural to bring some type of hope and inspiration to our dreamers and I, it's more like a, th- a thank you card to them, mm. you know, and I wanted to give, I just wanted to do something so impactful for them. And I painted that mural, not, again, not knowing what was going to happen. And another mural that went viral, uh, it was amazing because we had a mural reveal, a celebration, and the community came together in South Phoenix. Like, people gathered up. Um, we had, like, almost every 
news station out there and to talk about this. And I had dreamers out there, you know, thanking me, telling me what it meant for me to do that for them. I had dreamers, parents gift me with like earrings and like just shake my hand and take my picture. And I remember at one point my son was standing, my oldest Dominic was standing in the background. He kind of walks up to me. He's like, mom, he's like, why are these people acting like you saved their life? And I said, son, do you understand why now do you see why I'm doing why I do this? Mm-hmm. I was like, because this is this is this is giving the people hope, son. You know, this is a yeah. movement. Yeah, some and, people just see it as a news story. Yeah. But to these people, it's not just a news story. Like this is their actual life. Yeah, this is their it's own in life. play. That's that yeah, exactly. And I think uh my kids kind of like the light bulb went on for them at that point because they kind of give me a hard time about being so busy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that project went so well, and um, and from that from that project, I was like, you know what, I need to continue this. I didn't know how, um, but then I just like, you know what, we're just gonna do, um, keep it going. Momentum. And then, yeah, the momentum. Keep it going, and so I decided to touch the subject of. Because our SB 1070, the 10th year anniversary is coming up in April. I think it's around April 23rd. And I said, you know what? Um, there's two things I was thinking about. Is that I think I feel that Phoenix doesn't. We have culture, you know, through music and like other areas. But I think in visual arts, we're lacking a lot of cultural identity. And um, you know, I don't want to. Def- I don't want to talk about a specific like organization. Mm-hmm. But I feel that this organization that does these art calls. Is kind of, you know, leaning towards the non-brown, the non-politic, the non-culture, um, I guess, theme yes. for, their, for their... Something a little bit more watered down. I guess so. <laughs> more, more palatable for more people. I guess it's so whitewashed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how I feel. And I'm like, oh man, we're so much more than Frida Kahlo and, and all these, you know, I was like... I want to put some culture identity into Phoenix. I want, man, I, you know, I, I get inspired by Chicano Park in San Diego and L.A. and, and all these other, um, you know, the Southwest areas that have these dope, amazing brown murals. And it's like we lack so much of that. I don't know. I, you know, some of you can feel different, but that's how I feel. Everybody's, you know, can have their opinion, but that's what I feel. And so what have I decided to do is um, put some murals throughout maricopa one in tucson um given us some cultural identity you know and also speaking to sp 1070 and where we were in the past where we were where where we were then where we are now and how we're going to move forward from it because there was a lot of um trauma that came from that time you know it was the first time when sp 1070 came to arizona i remember standing in front of the news hearing about it and i'm like what like i was like really scared to be brown like it's my heart just went to my stomach meaning like so you're telling me you can pull me over just because of the color of my skin Mm -hmm. and then accuse me of being undocumented because you feel like it and so that scared me and i remember you know i wasn't an activist then but a lot of you like man i'm so glad you guys are my friends now because oh man what you guys did back then is amazing like i'm talking about diana and and um all you guys that worked for puente who are back there 
protesting SP 1070. It was so damn hot back then, but you guys were out there <laughs> doing it. And I was in the, you know, watching from the TV with my baby kids, you know, cheering you guys on. But so that inspires me to do this, um, this project, Colors of La Comidad, in honor of SP 1070's 10th year anniversary. So I'm hoping to, we have, we finished one wall already. Mm-hmm. Um, we start part two, end of December, early January. We're still figuring out the dates, um, but we will have community. It's going to be a community mural. So we're inviting the community to come out and help us paint. And then we'll oh, have very some, cool. yeah, so we'll have some workshops talking, just educating about the topic of SP 1070 and how we use art for artivism and then how to paint a mural, you know, and then also, um, you know, talk about the celebration and I'm hoping that what, what I do want at the end result of all these murals is to have one big mural reveal and, at the first wall, which is on 1401 West Washington, right by the state capitol. It's amazing because that that on Washington, it's a one-way road where you. it's like where all the major protests and rallies happen. So mm-hmm. when you're walking down that road, my mural is facing you. Yeah. And like you can see it. So I'm hoping to do an, a mural reveal there where the park's at, have some music, have some, you know, some of our elders that spoke back 10 years ago to invite them back and to speak and have... Like Rick Calderon from District 29, she's she's more than she's excited for this project, and we're gonna have her come out. Lucha Lucha is um, one sponsoring uh, my project, and then we're working with Alex Navidad, who is an immigration lawyer, amazing. He um, he funded the first uh, wall, and then uh, Lucha awesome. came in and sponsored the remaining amount. And so we have a lot of good things coming up and a lot of things going good with this project. So I'm really excited. What's it take for somebody to sponsor a wall? So say somebody like listens to this or has been wanting to get in contact with you. What's it take? So I am, um, I do have a website, which is www.colorsalcomida.com or .org. I'm sorry. Um, Right now it's under construction. It's about to go, um, it's about to go live in like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a donation um, tab on there that if you would like to donate, you know, um, to this project, you can donate. Um, if you would like to sponsor a future wall, you can actually um, email us, um, and then I'll, you know, I can give you that information later. So yeah, people- for sure. I'm just inter- interested in like what it takes, like logistics, like finding the wall, asking for permission for that mm-hmm. wall, I oh, guess, okay. and like then like. The cost, because at, at this point, I guess you have to pay for all the paint mm-hmm. um, and all the supplies that go into actually, you know, doing the wall, um, yeah. you know, bringing it to life. The hardest part is get finding the wall. Um, these business owners don't really want so much of a, um, a political statement on their wall. Yeah. So it's hard. Um, but I'm not like a radical. I don't do, let's see, radical pieces. It's more like motivating, inspiring, and that gives yeah. people hope. Um, yeah, yeah. so it's so far it's been working out you just have to for, for for the first wall that we got from alex navidad he actually reached out to me and asked if i could do this wall and i said you know what this is a perfect location for me to leverage off this and turn it into my colors of la comunidad project and be number one for this project wall, wall number one for this project and yeah. so that's how that worked. But other than that, I have to go out and I have to reach out and ask people for walls. So if you are a business owner and in the Maricopa area, in the Mesa area or in Tucson that has a wall that willing to uh, donate to us, um, 
please reach out. And if you'd like to sponsor a wall, again, please reach out. Um, cause you know, anything helps and you just have to, it's, so I guess that's how I, I would say go to go about is just to reach out. Yeah. Have you reached out to bank of America? I mean, you gave them 12 years. Yeah. Can I take that, that one side of that big building in Mesa? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't reached out. That's another no. thing. Um, I'm trying to stay away from the corporate world. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm more Small like, business, yeah, local I'm, business. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to stay within just like the, I guess I can't, I don't know how to explain it. Like stay away from the corporate world, you know, on the funding part yeah. and people like Lucha and people like Promise Arizona and, you know, these, these organizations I would like to work with and, but I won't say no, you know, to, it just depends. It has to make sense. That's yeah. You, you have to comb over the contract get your lawyer involved and make sure there's not some shady shit that corporations do <laughs> exactly because so. you could you could chalk it up as a win if, if it brings more awareness to what you're trying to right. you know, accomplish so i'm very open i'm very open to it we'll see <laughs> awesome I'm, I'm again glad you're doing it um and i, I definitely want to get a list of every organization that you've worked with mm-hmm. and put that like in in the show notes mm-hmm. so people know kind of like where they can find these organizations and donate their time money resources yes. all that just to you know make as big of an impact as possible yay that would be <laughs> oh man that means so much to me yeah because i think like after these these this project that we do with colors, what I wanted to get into not maybe next year, or the following year is actually do some art therapy and get these art programs into uh, the women's prisons mm. and like um, these uh, domestic violence shelters and like use huge. arts for healing because I've seen the impact that it does for people. Yeah. Even when I do small community murals, people come, people paint, but they also vent. They tell me their stories and what it's done for them. And I just seen it organically happen and provide healing for so many. And it's, it's done it for me. So it's like, you know, there's other forms of, of healing that um, therapy that we can do, especially with art. I think people, don't really like see that that you don't we just don't have to sit in a room and talk to somebody mm-hmm. you know art is another form of therapy that we can do and i really want to get get that into the prisons um get that into these you know people who suffer for you know their like drug abuse and like alcohol abuse and like get them into these circles um so that we can use this art to heal as many as we can so yeah it definitely is healing, especially when they can look back. I'm sure you look back at some of pe- some of the pieces you've created, mm-hmm. and and brings you right back to where you were and kind of where it pulled you out from. Yep. You're, yeah, art definitely saved my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to make a song. Yay! <laughs> Have every four spin it, huh? spin it at the clubs. <laughs> I would be like, ur, ur. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> Oh, um, I laugh when people say that music shouldn't be political, sports or athletes shouldn't be political, stay out of politics, it Mm -hmm. has no place in there, when it has every right to be there, and it always has been there. Music started off... Like, again, somebody singing the blues. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think they're singing about? How much of a good time that they're having? No. Right? It's talking about, you know, uh, you know how hurt they are, um, the pain that they're going through, uh, and some optimism, obviously, you mm-hmm. know, that it can get better. But art, music, and especially athletes, when you, when you 
think about when you know all these sports were founded and got really big Mm -hmm. i mean civil rights was still a big issue um jackie robinson was discriminated at every turn and so for people to say that oh um politics or or you know those issues don't belong in sports Mm -hmm. or or an artist shouldn't shouldn't tell us um like a musician shouldn't tell us what they believe it's like no like Mm -mm. everybody is entitled to give their opinion yes take it from from like an actor yeah yeah take it with a grain of salt from an actor but you know they everybody is due their their voice exactly and so i just laugh when people say like that it shouldn't be political i'm like complete opposite man i think I mean, being, I think music and art and, you know, athletes using their platform Mm -hmm. has such a major effect on us because music and art can change people more than our own government can. And it's such a, it's a, music and art to me is a language that people can understand no matter where you come from. Yeah. And I really applaud the athletes that are taking a stance, that are using their platform to address these specific social justice issues. We are yeah. in a different times now. I I mean, yesterday I received a message from a young girl, she's 14 years old, from England, who was wow. so inspired from my work um, that she made a, a, a handbook. Um, she did a school project on me and another artist. She made this um, book with my work and with some of my words and she flipped through the pages and I started crying. I broke down and I started crying. I'm crying now because I think like, Oh God, that meant so much to me for her to do that because she's in England. She's 14 years old. She shouldn't have to be dealing with these type of, of, um, issues or worried about them or concerned and trying to figure out ways how she can help. And she wants to be, she told me, she's like, I want to be an activist just like you. Wow. I'm really inspired by your work. And my daughter was standing next to me as we're looking at the pictures. And my daughter looks at me and I look at her and I just start crying. Oh, yeah. And I think because at 14 years old, I was in my room um, sketching and I was like playing soccer, you know, doing that type of stuff. I wasn't worried about politics. I wasn't worried about, you know, everything else that was going on. I mean, there was shit still going on at that time, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, such in our, it wasn't in our faces then because social media has put this front and center to us. And for her to do that, I was like, oh my God, like I'm connecting with these young ones, um, this, the youth. And I was like, oh man, I mean, that's, I told her, I was like, you know, you are validation that I'm doing something right with my art and that it is moving, inspiring Mm -hmm. and changing people. And so I thanked her for that. And she was really nervous to even show me that because she, (laughs) I guess she, she tried to, or she did, she redrew some of my images. I'm like, oh my God, the end, like just the, the work that she put into it. I'll probably post it on my Instagram later, but it was like, oh my God, I can't believe you spent that much time on me. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But if you can, if you can touch one person like that, just that, all everything we have done is justified if you can reach one person and it moves them Mm -hmm. that much right that's Um, the other thing about like music especially music um and art is that if you 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 have an avenue you have a platform and you're going to hold somebody's attention especially with a song you're going to hold somebody's attention for two minutes to five six minutes why not use that to convey an idea, mm-hmm. a thought, a statement, a take a stance. Like 
I enjoy music that is a lot more conscious. Because mm-hmm. if I'm going to devote some time to this, like I want to be entertained right. and also become more knowledgeable mm-hmm. or, or again, get like their perspective and, and see how it applies to my own. I'm not going to agree with everything every artist says. Right. But I can take bits and pieces and, right. you know, start to create my own self-identity from that. Right. I think, um, God, music is like right now, like, for example, my kids are listening to these rap artists who I really don't give a shit about. And they're like, <laughs> God, they're just such a waste of like energy and time for me. And it's like, we don't need you right now. You know, we don't need this right now. I know it's. We need some fun and entertainment. Escapism. That's fine. That's fine. But it's just not for me. It's not what I'm interested in. So we're, like I said, we don't all wear the same shoes. We don't like all, we all don't like the same art. Like a lot of people, there's some people who love my work and then some people are like, oh, you know, it's not my thing. That's fine. Another political post. Right. So it's, um, so for me, like right now, I'm really excited about these young, um, brown men and women that are spitting word and speaking truth through their music and their lyrics like you know god this is hard but so i'm going to talk about wake cell from new mexico yeah i didn't want to ask you but i'm oh glad you bring gosh. it up so <clears throat> i i was introduced to wake's music maybe a year ago with one of his songs medela i think I, i'm sorry if i'm saying it wrong guys but i didn't know that was from him like i saw that video and i was like holy shit like this is what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. and then it wasn't until like another post that i think reclaim your power showed um shared on their instagram and i was like who is this so i started following him and i immediately was so drawn to his music and his words and i was like dude he's like speaking truth he's speaking wisdom for the youth for our generation and i was like he's doing what i'm doing with my with my art Um, but but i feel like he was more like you know, more advanced than me, because I'm still, I'm still a work in progress, I'm still learning, man, I don't, I don't know everything, you know, I'm in, but the way he would talk about these, these issues in his music was just like, so like, oh my god, this is, it was like refreshing, and like, this is what I'm talking about, yeah. and I, would, I shared it with my kids, and my mom, and, and anytime I came across somebody, I'm like, look, 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 like mm-hmm. some of my other, you know, homies that, that rap, and you know i was like look you know check him out but there's you know (laughs) they're like it's just not my thing i'm like okay i can understand that you know you're not ready for it whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so i was really like moved by him and i don't know how but i think we just started we found you know started talking through instagram and then you know just going back and forth the conversation and then we started planning things out like i really want he I, i had asked um wake to write a song for um, regarding issues around SB 1070 and the struggles that we we go through and he was really excited and very open to like oh my god he's like yeah I got some words for you my dad is this and that and he's like I definitely got some words um you know to write down or to to give you for that and I'm like okay mm-hmm. really excited went back and forth um and then I think uh his he was working on his album so he kind of like took a break off Instagram but once he was you know, done with it. And he hit me up and 
I was like, yo, he's like, what's good? He's like, I took a, you know, how to jump off Instagram and social media to get my mind right, you know, focus on my, yeah. you know, my album. I just finished the last song and I was like, oh my God, that's so dope. I'm so happy for you. You know, he did it, you know, also asked me to possibly do his album cover at the oh, time. Wow. And I was like, oh man, but he wanted like graphic design. And I'm like, I suck at that, but I can try. <laughs> he's like, do you know any other females that can do it? And I was like, I'll ask, or I was like, I mean, I can try. Yeah, at least at least paint it or draw it out, and then somebody mm-hmm. could do the vector, you right? Know, that, that and stuff. so he he wanted to use a female artist because his album cover was regarding the feminine energy, and so I was like, so he's like, it only makes sense to use a female artist. I was like, <laughs> right? Um, but I think he ended up going with uh, Dumper Fu for his album cover, which I think Dumper from you know heard from. A friend of mine that he was still in the works of so i mean mm-hmm. but at least i'm really i appreciate his even him and even reaching out to me was a big deal to me and i was like man and then uh we had planned for wake to come out we were trying to get i was trying to get him out here for october 26 because he was on tour with superman and i was like oh my god we definitely need to get you guys out here but it was short notice i really tried reached out to a couple of my peers it just didn't work out so then we had went back and said, okay, you know what? We'll just have you come out for spring um, to do the final, the, the mural reveal event in, yeah. you know, for SB 1070. Because that'll be the third one? Yeah, it would be. So the, the it would have been April 23rd, the SB 1070 10th year anniversary. And I wanted to do, um, well, like I said earlier, um, a mural reveal for all mm. the murals. And I wanted to do one big, I wanted to do one big event. And so I had, had told him about it. And he was, he was really excited about it. Oh, cute. Sorry, there's a dog that just came into my garage. <laughs> yeah, we're in the garage and it's cracked uh, cracked open. And he's like, what's going on in here? <laughs> oh, cute. But yeah, so me and Wake were going back and forth for that conversation. And and then he had reached out to me. Um, no, I think we last talked on Friday. I think it was the first or the second. And he was just asking me, or I, I said something to him about, I forgot one of his Instagram posts and then he responded and said, I hope you're doing well, you know, and I said, I'm doing good, mister. Same with you, you know, and then um, threw up a fist or whatever. And I really wanted to say to him, I'm gonna cry. Oh my gosh. I wanted to tell him, I mean, he, he already knew I was excited, happy for him yeah. about the, the, his album um, release and him finishing the songs and his launch party was going to be at, um, uh, what was it that meow wolf on the 7th and i wanted to tell i wanted to be like are you excited about it but uh, at that time i was like no nah, i was just talking to him afterwards because he's being bombarded right now i felt like he was yeah. being bombarded by everybody because every- you felt that too yeah you feel that when you release something and everybody's like reaching out yeah and so he's in that point with uh-huh. his own album mm-hmm. so i was i was just like man I'll, you know what i'll just I'll just because once we start talking, it's like boom, boom, boom. We start, we go back and forth. I can talk a lot, and so we our conversation, you know. So I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just talk to him. I'll just talk to him after his event on the seventh. And I remember when I was sitting at the inside my kitchen or my my studio, I was at my um, drafting table, and I was I got I, I saw his message, and I looked down, and I was like, and I responded. I was like, I'm gonna be short. I'm gonna be short. You know, I'm not gonna talk his ear off like I. So I was like, I said something short. I said, same to you. I hope you're doing well too, Mister. You know, you know. And that was it. And then I get up, and my mom's in the kitchen. I said, Mom, I said, I gotta show you something. So I showed my mom his uh, music video, 
And my mom had to put on her glasses and I said, no, really listen to it. And I was like, I want you to hear what he's saying. So I showed my mom, she's like, oh, wow, like he's good. And I was like, right? And then, um, yeah, I just like, I was, I was like, that's what I did for him because I believed his music connected with me so much. And mm-hmm. and then it was just hard. Oh, man. And I, it was Tuesday morning. I was at Fry's when I saw the message that he passed. I kind of lost it in the grocery store. My son got kind of embarrassed because I started shaking and crying. And I was like, I can't believe it. It's like, how can some, how can this, <laughs> how can somebody in path, like, you know, wake, be a light worker and do this amazing work for us. And then just like <laughs> be taken from us just mm-hmm. like so quickly, you know, I feel like his, I mean, he did a lot, but I still feel like we still needed his, I mean, yeah. I'm, I can't even talk right now. <laughs> it was just hard, but I went to New Mexico for his, not for his family's, for, not for his burial, but I did go for his, the community through him event. I went, met his dad, and got to, you know, see this beautiful community gathering that they did for him. Mm-hmm. And it was such, like, inspiring. It wasn't more of, like, none, you know, none of us were, you know, some of us were crying, but it was more of, like, a celebration of life yeah, for him. Yeah. So I'm so glad that I went. I met some some dope people. Some good things happened out of it. And so, yeah, I just, I just, yeah, that's the well, way he story. Conti- even in his passing, he continued to bring more people together yeah. and that allowed for more projects to come into fruition. Yeah. Um, did you happen to know if maybe his parents were also activists or this is just something that he kind of just took upon himself? Um, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing this for a while. I'm friends with somebody who knew him very uh, personal and knew him for a very long time is Randy Boogie. He kind of told me the behind, you know, backstory of how yeah. Wake started and, and that, you know, just a little bit of that, but I don't know too much. I don't want to speak mm-hmm. on it if yeah. I don't really know. So No, yeah. no, that, that's good. But um, I, I saw, I wasn't familiar with him, unfortunately, until he passed. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, um, you know, because within that, I'm friends with like Self Defy on, on Facebook oh, and, yeah. and you and a lot of the other artists um, and saw the impact that he had. And I'm just like, man, that it does like that's a huge blow like he's doing so good in the world mm-hmm. and then it's just taken from us just taken yeah i was at a, a show like an event at asu and one of our peers was like brought up the conversation of like like what the fuck and i said i just looked at her and i said you know we, we can't explain it we can try to assume this and that but we can't you know it's not for us to say it's just to know that you know he's he's gone in that um we can all like for me he just inspired me to keep going yes. and to never take life he's always like man i think one of the last messages he sent me was like you know he's like um i guess life is precious he said he's like you got this i got this we got this you know always give thanks to our creator and i was like man okay wake yeah, <laughs> yeah build build off of what you know he has accomplished started like that's what all we can do is like the momentum mm-hmm. is to continue and what can happen is much like it's happening now it, it the the whole um community is being invigorated to mm-hmm. step up yeah. with with how how heated the political climate is right now yeah. so all we can do is just say strap up you know mm-hmm. let's go let's let's get this yep. let's continue to build and and hopefully again he's he's inspired just like you've inspired more more and more artists more voices to speak up mm-hmm. yep 
Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that I was, I, you know, I'm, I still continue to share his work, you know, I'm, I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, he just released, I mean, he just made a, an album and I cannot wait to, um, you know, we're able to purchase it and buy it because I'm still going to support it. So, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That'd be cool if you could like host like a listening party. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be very cool. Bring it, bring everybody together. Oh yeah, for Phoenix. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. would be dope. <laughs> Ooh, got a little serious there <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i didn't mean to i don't know if you so, wanted to get no, that emotional okay. i just want to uh, advise you guys that um i am i am a big crybaby but they say llorona pero chingona okay yeah hey, there's nothing wrong with with crying I, I don't know why people are like look so down upon it yeah there's it's, i i see it as there's nothing wrong with crying so i uh, <laughs> this thing they say about when you cry you're releasing your cleansing Mm-hmm. you know basically it's like a olympia and so i'm like oh forget it then i'm gonna cry all the time and so that's what i do now and i kind of just make fun just of it because <laughs> you shove it away if you don't let it okay okay yeah, there's a fine line because you definitely don't want to just be completely emotional and devoid of like you know restraint yeah. in, in certain situations but you can't always just shove it down shove it down you have to let it wash over you mm-hmm. almost like um you know, so say, say, uh, I don't know, to make the stretch of an analogy, say like there's a, there's a forest fire, right? Uh-huh. And you're just burning up inside and then it rains and uh-huh. it washes it all away. You know, yes, that's, exactly. that's kind of like the first thing that came to my mind, but like, that's what it is. Just accept it. Like, uh, come on, like, let Speak it hit me. It, yes. Say it. And let it flow out of you. You know, you see, he's right now, he's speaking truth for some of you males out there, because I know in the. You know, some men find it um, that it's not masculine to cry, but we can, I mean, that's a subject I like to touch on is um, machismo, mm-hmm. you know, like it's something that I want to te- demolish as much as possible and know that, you know, I teach my boys. I have an 18-year-old Dominic and a 7-year-old Nathaniel. They grew up watching and seeing the, the things that their dad did to me. And I, I'm, yeah. see, you know, I'm trying to educate to my kids or my boys that it's okay to cry. It's okay to show emotion. It's okay. It's okay to hug each other and, you know, give your, your buddy like a hug, you know, you know, and, and get away from that. Oh, that shit's gay. You know, <laughs> like these kids, oh, that shit's gay. No, don't, don't touch me. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, no, yeah. you know? And so I'm um, such a huge man huge advocate for like let's get rid of machismo like right now (laughs) (laughs) well it's just it's just don't be afraid to connect with that emotional side Mm -hmm. and and don't don't be afraid to let somebody know when you're when you're scared when you're uncertain when you're when you have a little fear because that's going to allow them it's going to allow you to become closer to whoever you feel comfortable enough to um, disclose that information because if you just go, that, that's that's how you lack in, in forming like a good relationship. Like if you're not if you're not allowing yourself to get you know emotional or, mm-hmm. or a little bit more sensitive, you're gonna have relationships that are fickle that are right. just I don't know like they don't connect. You exactly. know they just you just rub off on each other and all of a sudden like it's easier for you to just for you to be thrown to the wayside. Like this person, oh this person is not interested mm-hmm. to connect. Like. I'll go find a relationship where we can actually be, you know, real. 
Right. And yeah, real. Like that, that's that's what I've. I'm, I'm only 31, so like, and it took it took a lot. It took a lot for me to get to this point for sure. But that's awesome. Man, I, I I did I did my fair share of crying this weekend. <laughs> I, I I I visited my my tata who passed away three years ago. Mm. My cousin who passed away. Shoot. 16 years ago almost oh, and uh and my dad who passed away this year oh my gosh so i've i've definitely and, and then my mother-in-law passed away last year oh, it's gonna gosh. be a year anniversary on the first so it's i'm done like with like not telling people that you love them you know right. it's like every chance i get right you yeah. got to because um sharing that love and connecting even like through hugs is mm -hmm. like something that my like growing up my mom and dad didn't hug me or say i love you mm -hmm. it was like awkward to them to hug each other and i'm yeah. like why is that such a thing you know like i chase my kids around the house trying to give them a hug you know and they call me smother <laughs> smother i'm like wait what <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one okay that's a good smother. one smother yeah my daughter calls me smother i'm like Pep. and then my oldest walks in and i'm like trying i'm like can i have a hug he's like no so no. And i'm like stop <laughs> yeah no that's a, that's an awkward age for them for sure <laughs> they got all these hormones act like we didn't go through that <laughs> right but yeah just em embrace each other show the love which is again what your artwork does it's mm -hmm. not it's not like you said it's not radical it's not it's not political to be radical to like incite you know mm -hmm. some feeling to get people angry you mm -hmm. know it's it's really to um allow uh, acceptance mm -hmm. understanding because mm -hmm. that's ultimately what we do lack is just the understanding of other cultures other yeah. people uh, other ideas mm -hmm. like that's that's one thing that you know people have a trouble have trouble battling with yeah. like i i interviewed an ex uh, cop mm -hmm. lieutenant who actually worked for ice so abolish ice like he worked for it he worked for them and obviously he made a career out of that so he's like i'm, I'm following the law but speaking to him in person for the two hours that we wow. did he 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 looked when as his time as a cop was i'm here to serve the community he's like i the last thing i wanted to do was write a ticket so i would walk up and say have have an understanding and if if obviously i give respect you can't you can't get respect if you don't give respect right and like ultimately like that's what we need to understand is that everybody <laughs> for the most part for for you know <laughs> regular regular loving people are just trying to operate in the way that they feel that they at the at that moment feel is best and coming from a good place mm -hmm. and if that's the case then hey there's going to be misunderstandings but if we try to understand each other like that's that's going to make the difference right um, I, would, I would like to be in a room with him and somebody yeah. from border patrol and, mm -hmm. and i've been and trying to get i have i have friends that are on the border patrol mm -hmm. and and when people talk about immigration this right here this face i am a product of illegal immigration mm -hmm. my grandparents my my dad my mom like we i'm not even gonna say what we did <laughs> I, this this is yeah, yeah no, i'm not gonna say what we did mm -hmm. after the fact but um i was born here but i am the product of illegal immigration so for you to say that all illegal immigration is is bad or mm -hmm. immigrants in general it's like you're, you're you're telling me that um i i don't belong here and what what am i doing that doesn't allow me to belong here 
I, we always, well, I guess you've seen this saying, no human is illegal on stolen land, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the border didn't, we didn't cross the border, the border crossed us from Dolores, Dolores Huerta, you know, it's a quote from her. And I, I live by that, I go by that. And I always say, like, um, I do preach that, you know, we're all one spirit being, um, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know each other, but we need each other. And this topic of immigration, like Arizona is a red state. We're a Republican state. Mm-hmm. We're right here in the Lucha. And I've, there's times where I thought, like, you know, you know, I would like to move and go to another city because of my art. But it's like, no, no. I'm right here in the Lucha and my, my, my community needs me. And I'm using my platform to speak for, you know, the, our people. And it's it's like, it's like. It is at times the energy um, can become intense mm-hmm. because of what we're going through. And I absorb all types of energy, you know what I mean? And so for me, sometimes I even have to take like a, a step back and a break from um, dealing with these types of issues because it is so real and it's in your face, you know? It's draining. It's emotionally draining. It's emotional draining because I'm this little person, you know, just wants to help. But then... Um, People see a light in me, and I have been reached out to from people asking for help. Like, I have lawyers, immigration lawyers that reach out with certain information, like, could you use your platform? Can you help me with this? And I have all kinds of community members and like mm-hmm. who identified me as a distinguished leader in Arizona and Phoenix. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> get, getting that label is just like, wow. It's pressure in itself. It's pressure. I don't want to let anybody down and I'm trying to do the best I can yep. and I and any way that I can. So um, a little thing like I said the other day, it's like because I'm I feel like I'm being watched a lot, which good and bad. Um, you know, my grandma fears like you have to be careful because, you know, if you're in activism or doing activism, mm-hmm. they're going to be. And I'm like, whatever, you know, it's like I'm not going to my family has told me to actually like stop some of the activism and the artivism that I do because they're worried about, they're like, you have kids, you know, don't forget about that. And I'm like, I understand that. And I know who I surround myself with. I know, and and I I understand your concern, but no, thank you. You know, I'm in path right now. And this is something that I'm, that, um, that I, I'm supposed to be doing. Um, because when you're in path and you and you stay focused and you stay in your lane all opportunities open for you mm-hmm. and people have been reaching out and i'm just so like wow you know it's like it's very like heartwarming to me um but also does put pressure on me because people are looking for me for yeah. help and i can only do so much but i'm going to do as you know as much as i can with my mm-hmm. art so and what people need to um keep in mind is that you are human yes you're one person you're human and you you will eventually, like we all do, mm-hmm. um, make a mistake that somebody might not agree with. Right. And then that does not diminish any work that we have done right. up to that point. And doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we can't continue to change and progress and make that right. Right. Yeah. So I think that's what, because I notice when people are like are in the activist state or like, again, like extremely on one side of the political platform where they're activists in there, like... As soon as they slip up, as soon as oh something God. happens, they get attacked. You get they, they come down on you Jesus. because you can never be nobody can never be righteous enough. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. So that is we have to keep that in mind. Oh man, you perfectly said it because that's what that's been on my mind for. A, it's been always been on my mind because 
I see my peers, other activists attack each other. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that, you know, for not knowing something no, or other on. organizers attacking one another. I'm like, dude, we are on all the same, same team. team. You yeah. guys, we got to learn how to work together. And yesterday I wrote in my little poem book, I put, do not shame with ego, but enlighten with heart, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I will do the best I can to advocate, but if I don't, if I say something <clears throat> wrong or something, like something that just doesn't, like you have to be like, she doesn't know her shit. Well, yeah. It's, it, yeah, because I, if if you want, if you, yeah, maybe because I didn't, yeah, you're right, I didn't know my yeah. shit, but enlighten me. So yeah, exactly, because it would be bad in that sense if me. you did know and you did that, but you're right. like, hey, I didn't know. And again, what I'm going back to is that the understanding that what you're trying to do, what what you say always is coming from the right place. Right. It it just might have been delivered wrong or mm-hmm. or again misinformed. Misinformed, delivered or uninformed. Wrong. And yeah. it hasn't really happened to me, um, but I've seen We've it. seen it plenty I've of times. I've seen it so many times from my peers, and I'm like, you guys, like, like chickens pecking at the at yeah, the, and I'm at like, the weakest stop. one. Stop! Like stop! Like how are we going to move forward and grow if we're sitting there talking shit about each other? I was like, I'm just so tired of it. And um, I'm all about, I don't know. I'm just like this, this little, I, I just want people to get, <laughs> I wish I could save the world and have everybody get along. But, you know, it's yeah. like a lot of work. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, if we can just, you know, as if we're going to a community as a brown community, let's not beat each other up and let's work more together. You know, if if you have some if you don't agree with somebody, just reach out and communicate with them. Don't shame them. Don't put them on blast. Like, let's let's talk to each other. You know, yeah, do what we're doing. Exactly. You know, not with <laughs> microphones, not with the camera, but just go meet up. Not at a Starbucks, at a local coffee shop. <laughs> Go meet up and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lucinda, what you said, you know, really made me mad. I, I brought out these emotions, this and that. Like, yeah. what, you know, what were you thinking or why? And then you can, you have the chance to explain yourself. Explain yourself. And, and, and then they can actually, you know, again, gain an understanding of your frame of mind when that, when that was said, when that was done. And then the forgiveness. Right. That, right. that needs to come into play. Yep, I agree. Damn. So tune in next week when we talk about Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I do have a girl that I would like to introduce you to. Um, introduce you to her name's Ali. Um, she's from Tucson, and yeah. you can find her like hashtag Free Ali. So she was. Um, she's now. I learned about Ali maybe maybe two years ago uh-huh. when her case went viral. She was actually detained in Tucson by ICE, and she was um, they, they had her locked up. Um, they got her initially for um, DUI, but then when she went to court, ICE walked in. They kept her and they detained uh. her. So her story in 2018, you know, came up again, and they took her again, and it went viral. And I was like, and it went so viral that, you know, there's even like celebrities are using their platform to voice for her. And I was like, oh my God, like this happened in our backyard. We got to do something. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, I started following her story and I was so moved by it, but it was amazing because the people organized, the activists got together, the organizers got together and we got, and they got her out. And so she's out now. Um, Awesome. Came, I met her at a, at a protest in, Fa- in Phoenix, and then we just linked up, started talking. Now she moved to Phoenix, and now she's become one of my favorite people and such an inspiration. She's an organizer 24-7, man. She's traveling all the time. I could barely, you know, we hang out and talk to her. She's, she is just like, 
she is just so radical and so beautiful and she is so like like she didn't even really know me but she took me in and treated me like a sister and i was like wow i think one time we were at um at our friend's shop and she had her screening they did like a short film on her Mm -hmm. see all our peers all our girls um from her circle known her story seen her story from the behind scenes i just met ali so i never knew what she went through beforehand so when i watched it i cried i broke down i couldn't really talk to it because i'm like how can my one of my favorite people go through this shit you know and so i'm like god i'm so proud of you you know she tells me i'm proud of you too and i'm like no i'm proud of you girl (laughs) because you never stop and she's always speaking and and doing so much work and so um that's beautiful because yeah, nobody would blame her like it, it what she's been through i mm-hmm. don't know her story but the way you're you're talking about it like there's those people that just have a rough go at life yeah. and you wouldn't blame them for just calling it quits giving up like yo you went you had it bad yeah. but when you see them persevere mm-hmm. and keep fighting and keep progressing yep. like god just and like still chills, be fucking you know? with their eyes you still be fucking with their fuck you no, really? <laughs> they are are they no i'm just i mean she can tell you but i'm just yeah. like it's that's i hear it from her you know it's like well man. i'm sure if she 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 won if she won like mm-hmm. that you know and she got off like i'm sure they're not She's, happy about it i i love her and she has so much so much uh lucha in her and i'm like Hell man yeah. i'm like i'm so glad for you to be for me to be in your circle, for you to be in my circle. <laughs> yeah, that you guys cross paths. Yes, yes. Yeah. I did ask the universe to actually um, send me like-minded individuals, you know, and I have been receiving those people in my life, and it's such a beautiful thing. Hell yeah, that's, that's awesome. And again, like-minded individuals, but not like exactly the same, where right. it's just like, again, an echo chamber. You're just reinforcing mm-hmm. your, 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 your bias, the biases that you already have. Mm-hmm. But like-minded individuals as far as being driven and creative and mm-hmm. loving souls. Yeah. You know, surround, surround yourself with those that, that have love to yes. give. So much. It's <laughs> <Yep. laughs> dope. Well, I love, I love our episode so far. Um, here's for another three hours. No, I'm just messing. Oh, no, I told you I talk a lot. <laughs> um, but I think I'm, I'm, I don't know if that concludes is that it, it, it definitely can we've been okay. going for a while um is there anything else like you want to like say that you wanted to touch on um we can always do a whole another episode obviously <laughs> but anything right now that maybe is is that you haven't already said that maybe weighs heavy or that people should know um i think i said about everything that i have to get off my chest perfect <laughs> so again on instagram you are oh, la, yes. at la morena underscore oh, art yes my social media handles okay so i just started a youtube channel yes um so that is up and that's under i think i have it under lucinda Inojos. that's what that's my real name so lucinda irene irene is my Yerene is my middle name and then so my youtube channel is Lucinda wait it's Yerene and you go by irene <laughs> that is so much more badass <laughs> Irene, hell yeah it, yeah it's my nana's um name love it um, yeah so you can find me on youtube at um i think it's under lucinda Inojos. last name is h-i-n-o-j-o-s and then um, instagram is la morena underscore art facebook it's la morena art hell yeah. yeah and then your website my website is www.lamorenaart.com hell yeah 
And thank you to GoDaddy, my sponsors, for the next three years. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> GoDaddy. Go, GoDaddy. Yo. All right. Um, awesome. You guys are doing a great thing by helping this young lady out. Yes, big. Powerful thing. lady. Yes. Yes. Um, awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for sitting in. Yay. Solid handshake. <laughs> and uh, we'll do it again soon and when you have time. And um, yeah, hopefully, again, you know this reaches more people Mm -hmm. and allows them to get an insight on you Mm -hmm. and then hopefully empowers more people to get involved so um guys thanks for tuning in this has been this one time and um (laughs) please go out there and make a difference in someone's life it doesn't have to be exactly what we're doing here but just do what you can to improve someone else's life yes yeah awesome love you guys all right Bye. bye Ah, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs>